there are many books out there that talk about Bitcoin, but how many movies have you actually seen that can share the message in a relatable manner and that can that and that are actually good? Um, in this episode, I talked to Bitcoin Shooter, who's a filmmaker working on exactly that. His project is named 21FS.TV, and it's going to be a movie about Bitcoin. Uh, he's going to travel the world to produce it and talk to many people, and he's going to share it from the perspective of the problem first, which is inflation, and then present Bitcoin as a solution. He's also done a video on El Salvador, which is called Comeback Country. It's a story about the, the civil war, the drug wars, and uh, Bukele's, and Bitcoin. And it looks at it from a perspective of the people on the ground, so it's better than traditional media. In this podcast, we talk to Bitcoiners and expats about their stories and their projects. If you like this podcast, please share it so others can enjoy the content too. And once again, thank you for listening. Hello, Bitcoin shooter, independent filmmaker working on Bitcoin projects. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, Bitcoin Expat Stories. How are you doing, man? Good, man. Everything's great. Can't complain. Another day alive. So, uh, yeah, man. Everything's great. That's great, man. I remember we met in El Salvador back in November. It was uh, the last day of the conference in the party in El Tunco. Uh, I don't know if you remember, we, we had a chat, uh, we had a couple of drinks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember yeah, you yeah, specifically. By, by the bar. Yeah, by the bar. I remember you specifically because uh, you were like, hey, let's add each other on Twitter and let's take a picture so that, you know, we can like uh, remember that, you know, we chatted at this precise moment. And, I, like, and I've been doing that ever since with other people because I just thought it's such a great idea. Because you meet so many people you just saying, hey, it's like, this is my name. It's Gustavo. And people don't remember the moment precisely when they met you. And this is just a, a great way of remembering that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, in Bitcoin, some people are about privacy, right? They don't want to share their name. And um, it made me realize that the name, I always, I don't remember names anyway. It's really about the person's face, right? Like that's the most unique thing. And so when you see someone's face, you have an idea of, oh, I've seen that face before. And then things start to come back. So, yeah, like eventually you have like 10 mats in your phone or, you know, like t 10, 10 like uh, Carlos is, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. It, you need to have a picture to know who it is. So, yeah, it makes things easy. I'm, I'm glad you're doing it, man. Yeah, exactly. It makes a little sense. All right. Well, before we start uh, getting into your projects, I want to talk about all the projects you have online, such as Bitcoin Shooter, 21FS and MatchMyStacks.com. But before we get into that, maybe tell us a bit about your story, your background, so the people that don't know you can hear it directly from you. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm a filmmaker, so we'll start with that. Um, you know, I started making home movies when I was really young, and then um, my family uh, we had a we had a family business, and I worked in the family business and kind of saved money to be able to buy a, like a better cameras and things like that uh, as as I got older, and so. Um, eventually um, I ended up doing a video for a business and then like for free you know and then I did a couple more and then eventually you know people wanted to pay me to do it so I started doing it and um, yeah and then it just kind of you know grew from there um, and so um, 
in terms of like getting into the Bitcoin space, I had filmed some things for Max Kaiser back in 2021. Um, just like, like, uh, uh, not coincidentally, but like it was a, it was a long shot. Like I sent, I sent them a message on a live chat on one of their, um, live, like orange pill, uh, micro doses or whatever. Right. And offered my camera services. Cause I was going to be at their show in Austin anyway. And so, yeah, like she saw it and like literally like told me to reach out. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got put on the Bitcoin path in terms of like actually making films and producing content in Bitcoin. You know, I got orange pilled probably, you know, like, uh, a little bit before, a little while before that. Um, and so, you know, I just didn't ever, you know, I, I figured maybe in the future I might be able to blend my career with Bitcoin and do it professionally. Um, but yeah, working with Max and Stacy kind of like, you know, accelerated that and so yeah that, that'll kind of lead into like you know what i've done into bitcoin and everything but yeah that's 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 basically who i am that's what i do you know that's awesome man so is that like the parties that they organize sometimes uh, across the country like the austin party they did at some point was that a, like an event like that yeah yeah exactly so yeah that's the first time i worked with them was in austin we filmed at um a Bitcoin mine out there, a pretty big Bitcoin mine. Um, uh, and um, yeah, and then they did the stand-up show. And then we went to Phoenix. We did Phoenix like a couple of months later. And then El Salvador in November. Um, and, and he did a show there in El Salvador. So yeah, so I filmed all of them and filmed stuff while I was in El Salvador. And uh, like when I was there in November, I had put this little video together of the turtles uh, being released into the water. And I passed it along to Stacy and Stacy posted it and like, you know, it was like kind of like took off, you know, a lot of people saw it. And so, um, yeah, like shot that, shot that, that day and then edited it that night and then shared it with her the next morning. And, um, and yeah, so anyway, yes, those were the shows that I started with. Nice. That's cool. Uh, and like, just by the way, like if you want to share, like, I know you said like you were already like orange bill, but maybe talk about your orange bill story, how you got into it. Bitcoin because you were listening to the show, you were already a fan, right? So before yeah. that, how, how was the, the story before that? Yeah, yeah. So like falling down the rabbit hole, like uh, a very good friend of mine uh, was kind of like talking to me about it and about Bitcoin and like, you know, like everybody else, I, I never really paid attention to it, didn't really care. And then like eventually he started talking to me about like, I didn't know much about money at, at all even. So he started talking to me about like fractional reserve banking and how they can lend out so much more than they actually have. And it's creating more dollars and that's why everything gets more expensive. And I was like, damn, those bastards, man. Um, right. And so, you know, he, uh, luckily he's somebody that like, I really, really like, tr he's like a brother, you know? So um, I trusted him and he was like very clear, you know, like it's just Bitcoin. It's none of this other shit. Okay. It's just this, like, don't fuck around with these other things. And like, I was like, cool. I trusted him. Didn't even look into the other things like that. Didn't really care. Um, but of course everybody, once you kind of fall down that rabbit hole, like you have this, you realize you have this void inside of you and you're like trying to fill it constantly with like information, you know, about, money or about bitcoin or about there's so much to learn and you know you can go deep down any rabbit hole so um all of that came mostly from you know max kaiser 
Uh, I forget how I even stumbled upon him, you know, like I think I saw him going off on Peter Schiff one time, you know, and since I was learning about money for the first time and the terrible things that happened, you know, um, because of fiat, I was upset and then he's always upset, you know, so it kind yeah, of like, of course, it was perfect. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of how I got to where I was. I mean, like, I basically haven't watched like every Kaiser report, but I've watched hundreds of them, I'm sure, and hundreds of the microdoses and, and everything like that. So, yeah, like if you're, you know, people have their favorite Bitcoiners, like, yeah, it's Max Kaiser for sure for me. Uh, he's definitely one of the best uh, for me, too. And it's it's funny. It makes me think that, you know, people get like attached to an influencer depending on their style. You know, for you, it was the fact that Max is like always like a bit crazy, you know, a bit mad. Uh, and like for you, it just made a connection to how you were feeling and like i guess for other people it's other bitcoiners other uh influencers out there because they, they share a different sentiment they have a different approach exactly i mean i have people like literally tell me you know like this guy's not max kaiser isn't good for bitcoin you know he's gonna scare people off it's like bro there's flavors for everybody you know like uh there there's uh there's every flavor of bitcoiner out there so yeah it's all good bitcoin doesn't care it's all good for bitcoin exactly exactly okay so then so you were working so you got on Richfield and then you were listening to max and then you you got the idea to to send them a message hey i can do this for you for for you guys and they like to your surprise or i guess just to your amaze uh, they answered uh, uh positively and then you worked with them at three events one in austin arizona And then in El Salvador, and was it during this process that Bitcoin Shooter was born or was it after? Yeah. Like, so how's the story from coming, going from there yeah. to Bitcoin Shooter? That's a good question. Um, so it's interesting because the same way I got into Bitcoin is the same way I started doing my work professionally, right? Like I did something for free, you know, I did a few things like that. Um, and then like I even did a video for Tone Vase too at his unconfiscatable turn, um, Nice. Um, conference. He, I could only be there for the first night, which was like the poker night. So I shot this little poker video for them and it came out like super fucking awesome, you know? And it's cool <laughs> because as time has gone on, I've met and, and talked to more of the people that are in my footage from that night. And now I know them better. So when I look back at the footage and at the film, it's like, damn, that's cool. Um, so anyway, um, yeah. So in El Salvador though, right. Um, with, with Max and Stacy. So Like I, I, I invited myself, right? We did Austin, we did Phoenix. And then I saw them on one of their podcasts saying that they're going to go to El Salvador. So I messaged Stacy. I'm like, okay, so we're going to El Salvador or what, nice. you know? <laughs> um, and so, so, so yeah, so we ended up going down and um, yeah, in terms of like when Bitcoin shooter was born, um, it, it was a name that like uh, Max gave to me actually. And I have a, um, have footage of it too. So it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, he basically gave me the name and, you know, Bitcoin shooter is for uh, people who want brevity. The, my full name, in fact, is Mike, the legendary Bitcoin shooter mm -hmm. uh, as uh, named by Max Kaiser. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of how that happened. And then, you know, I didn't like use it or pick it up right away. I was always just Mike, you know, and then he realized there's a lot of mics, you know, um for sure and then so like shooter became you know cool like some people were like kind of put off like oh it reminds me of like shootings and i'm like no no i shoot film like you know 
and like fucking Max Kaiser gave me the name. Like I'm not gonna change it, but it's cool now because you know there's there's only one shooter, you know, Bitcoin shooter. So um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it couldn't like the universe just lined it all up, you know, like a uh, Max being the guy that like really dug a bunch of information into my head, and then also being the guy that kind of gave me my name or my my Bitcoin name. I mean, that's yeah, that's really awesome. That's a great story. I I have I have no idea. Uh, it, but it required boldness from your part, right? To, to get like, reach out to them and like, be be like, you know, uh, ambitious about this. Uh, that's awesome. So uh, so then you went to El Salvador, and then what happened in El Salvador? So, I had trouble getting there too. I had to renew my passport, and it was during COVID, and it was like a nightmare. I had to fly to El Paso. Um, the day before my flight and uh, two days before my flight sleep there. And then in the morning, you know, go in and try to get my passport renewed. I couldn't go anywhere else, like nowhere in LA, nowhere, even that was the closest place to me. Uh, and I was in LA at the time. So I did that and knocked that out. And then I had the wrong COVID test to get on the flight. So then I missed that flight and I had to book a flight that left at midnight so I get to El Salvador and I'm already late for the first interview <laughs> already landing, right? They're like, when Man. can you get down here? You know, so whatever. So I get there. I literally, you know, landed, get to the hotel. We're filming at the hotel, you know, unpack everything. And then we shot a Kaiser report. So we shot a few Kaiser report pieces. Um, and, and then we also, we went to the announcement of the Bitcoin bond which was like the Bukele's, you know, party for the right. Bitcoin week. And um, yeah, like, you know, I was like two rows, three rows away from, you know, Bukele there at the stage, you know, intentionally, right? Like you don't want to be up his nose, you know what I mean? You want a little bit of space. Um, and so, yeah, so I picked up cool footage there. And then, you know, really, um, I realized that, you know, I liked being at these places and doing these things because of the people I was meeting, the plebs, and then also like else in El Salvador too. Like, all the Salvadorans were so awesome and um, friendly, and like, yeah, it was just really cool. I had such a great sure. energy and vibe. You mix the Bitcoin with with the Salvadorans. It's like a, it's a great combination, man. It's like beautiful flavor, and so. Um, so yeah, so when I got back home, you know, I, I like read up and learned more about the history of the country. And then, you know, I connected with some like Bitcoiners on Twitter, you know, from El Salvador. And, and then I ran spaces on Twitter about El Salvador and had like, you know, pro and anti Bukele people like, you know, and I was just absorbing information. And then, um, I had this idea this I wanted like, to make. This was this like was a, uh, 2021, right? Yeah, like Late November October. 21 to like December. Yeah, something like that, you know? Yeah, no, November 21, yeah. I was there. Um, and then, yeah, I had this idea when I got back, you know, uh, and I was learning more, more about the country. I was like, you know, I want to do something. I want to put something together. I'm not sure what exactly, but I have a lot of good footage and I want to put something together. So um, my girlfriend and I actually, we visited uh, again, El Salvador in um, May, I think. Um, it was like, mm. it was like a couple of weeks after the shoot, all those, all those murders you know, right. um, and she was already hesitant to go, uh, you know, um, and, and then I was like, no, we're, we're going to go, you know, we're not going to cancel the plans. Like, this is why they're doing this, you know, so we're not going to, we're not going to let them stop us. So we, we went back and, um, you know, I just like brought my equipment 
actually, I brought my equipment because I had a job that I had to go to. Literally, when I got back from El Salvador, I had to stay at the airport and get on another flight to go to Ohio or something. I don't know, Indiana or okay. something like that to film. So I brought all my equipment and I'm like, while it's here, I might as well shoot some stuff. So I picked right. up some more things. And one of those was an interview with uh, Camilo, the owner of Palo Verde down in uh, El Sonte at Bitcoin Beach. And um and yeah, he was basically like, you know, talking about like it's in the film, you know, he talks about like, you know, having to flee the country and his story, which was, you know, uh, to open a hotel to try to attract tourism and how right. like ballsy that is like Jesus Christ, you know, in a country that has such a bad rap. And he was living overseas and he went to school and, you know, he, he was he could have stayed overseas like m many Salvadorans and I don't, I'm not casting any judgment or anything and send money back home. But, you know, he decided he wanted to go back and try to improve his country. I'm like, damn, that's so cool. And so it really clicked with me then. I was like, okay, I want to make a film. And the focus or the goal of the film will be to try to inspire people to visit El Salvador. Um, seems like that makes the most sense. And, and I thought if they understood the story and see how far they've come and that it's safe now and it's beautiful that they would, you know, probably want to come. Uh, and so, so yeah, that kind of got the ball rolling after I interviewed Camilo and then, um, that was May, 2022. And then, um, the film came out September 30th, 2022. I first had the first full cut, uh, August at uh, Bitblock boom. So basically from May to August, I'm like, like hacking at a big stone and trying to like carve it into the sculpture that it's going to be and figuring it out, the placement and the music and, and everything. Um, and then yeah, August at Bitblock boom, I shared it with some people there and like the, a very, very positive response, very positive response. Um, and yeah. And then about a month later I had a, had the final cut on September 30th, which was an anniversary to when Clinton signed the immigration act, September 30th, in 1996, which started deporting, um, you know, basically uh, gang members uh, the MS back, yeah, to El Salvador. So yeah, September 30th is when the film came out, and That's then cool. I think two days later, Bukele is reposting it, and um, and then adopting Bitcoin wants me to come, and then and then yeah, that's how we met in uh, November 2022, at adopting Bitcoin. That's it was it was just before and you know like so it was it, ha it all happened fast from there like you put the video up late September and like immediately you get the response from Bukele from adopting Bitcoin uh, or like very shortly after and in November you're already back in El Salvador making a presentation on this yeah for those that don't know uh, Bitcoin Shooter made a presentation back in November you can watch it on YouTube. And uh, the film he's referring to, when you go to BitcoinShooter.com, it's uh, it, it's called Comeback Country, the story of El Salvador in 10 minutes. Uh, so maybe can you just talk a bit about uh, the process uh, more in detail of producing that film? I know you interviewed a couple of, the, of people, uh, mostly in English. Was that, were those like people that came to us back to El Salvador from the U.S.? Maybe just give a few thoughts on that. Yeah. Um... So the film is yeah, a combination of interviews and like just cinematography, right, of the country and like of some of the different events that I went to. Um, and then also like, um, you know, assembled footage from different news clippings and um, old documentaries from the Civil War, like in, you know, uh, the late 70s. And um, 
And so, yeah, it's crazy. I rewatched it again recently, and I was thinking, man, what it must feel like to be a Salvadoran looking back at this old footage of, you know, this farmer who's, like, going to join the Civil War, like, in the same country, like, on the same land that you're on. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Um, So, anyway, so, like, um, really the process of the film, you know, the first thing is you're trying to find the flow. And usually... uh, when I make films, I'm making them for businesses. And so before we're, before we're doing any production, we know exactly what we're going to get, right. exactly right. the narration and the flow of it and what we need to pick up. But with this, I kind of did it backwards. So I had to determine the scope. When do I, when do I start the story? You know, um, like, um, you know, what do you keep, like, what do you keep in? What do you take out? Um, most of the process is, it, it really is like sculpting, you know, it's a lot of cutting, a lot of cutting. And seeing when you have lulls or if you're having redundancy and like, you know, messaging, you know, you want to cut that out. And so, um, so yeah, so just a lot of editing, a lot of, um, you know, playing around with things. Uh, but really, uh, halfway through, I realized the music was going to be the most important part. And that if I had good music um, with like little breaks in the middle, that for sure it would be engaging. Um and so once I kind of hit that, I was like, okay, I kind of broke it down into subparts. I'm like, okay, I need to cover the Civil War. It's its own little thing, you know? Okay, and then I need to cover, like, how the gang war started. Okay, and then I need to cover, like, where, like, the progression of it. Okay, you know? And so each became its own little episode, kind of. And then whatever the vibe was of that topic, I kind of tried to find the best music for it. And so, um, yeah, it, that's kind of how the process went. Um, and, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about my next project uh, in a bit. But, you know, that's being done sure. the other way, the normal way, you know, where I know what I'm going to be doing before I do it. Uh, but, yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. I, I agree that the music is very engaging. You know, it, it keeps you. It's 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 like at first it's, you know, very dark with the Civil War. And, and then it becomes like very happy with the, with the present. Uh, and, and, yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. Uh, it, the, the Salvadorian history is just so interesting, you know, and, and I particularly like the clip you mentioned about the, the farmer, like saying, like, I just got it, like, I don't have a choice. Like, it's, it's you know, and just to give a perspective to, from because a lot of people will just say, like, ah, like guerrilla communists, like uh, crazy people, right? But, like, when you, you hear it from directly from someone that, and such an old clip, you know, it's more relatable and and it's a, it's a more balanced view, um, but that's that's cool. So so proceed. You were saying uh, about your next project. So uh, yeah, and, and just to touch on that real quick too. Um, you know, I try not to like put in any opinion in the film. You know, um, and like, and the way I see life too is is like usually like the most evil isn't done by evil people it's done by regular people who have been lied to or convinced of something else or incentivized to do something like immoral you know what i mean um and so i always try to approach every conflict with that and not try to cast blame on one party or the other party i just want to know from the people like you know why are you fighting you know and yeah, that's what the farmer is saying. He's like, literally, we don't have food. We don't, we don't, we don't have anything. And um, so, yeah, so um, 
yeah, I, I try not to have any opinions in there. I try to only include facts, you know. Um, and even some of the, there was some controversy about like me not covering some of the things that were in the news about innocent people dying that were being arrested or, um, you know, um, like innocent people being, like a lot of innocent people being arrested without due process, you know. But like I was hard to find out the truth on that. It really is difficult because I didn't see any solid, solid evidence you know, of like crazy negligence, like, uh, I'm sure innocent people have died. And that sucks. And that's really bad. You know, but it's, it's like, for the amount of damage that has been stopped, you know, it's a ton, it's like an elephant. And this innocent person is an ant and the ant is important for sure. But it's not like they're making it out to seem is what it seemed to me. And so I didn't have anything definitive that I could say on that. But I can definitively say that it was the country was violent for 40 years and then all of a sudden there's this new guy and this new political party and from then on everything is changing that's what the people are telling me you know like i'm just i'm exactly. just conveying what the people tell me you know who else can say that they're wrong you know who else is above them there is no one above the people so um yeah it's exactly that. And that's exactly the, the message that it sends. It's the, it's the people that are saying this. And when you go to El Salvador, when I went, everyone you talk to says the same thing. You know, it's an, it's just unanimous. Uh, there's obviously some people that disagree. There's obviously some media, there's and international actors, but like 95, 98% of the people on the street will tell you the same thing, you know? So and I, and I think that's the the value that that's just so incredible. Like I'm Peruvian, my whole family's Peruvian. Like everyone in Latin America, I live in Mexico. Everyone in Latin America dreams of this, you know, because like of having like crime eradicated because it's, it's the main issue, you know. And and it's, it's a, El Salvador is is amazing. Uh, and for sure, there's always negligent. Like there's always like everything's a is a net. Uh, like calcul right calculation like there's some bad to everything there's some good to everything and the the important result is is how how is it on a net basis and this is by far net positively and the government has said there's going to be a margin of error there, there always is uh but i've i've also told people like bring me the evidence that there are thousands of people arrested innocently and nobody's able to do it because it's probably whiffing the margin of error once again. Um, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yep. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. You, so you're asking about the uh, the next project. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So after this El Salvador film, I had a lot of people tell me that you know you should do a full length film. You know, figure something out, do a full length film. Right. And um, so. Yeah, what it's going to be about is like it's going to be my take of an orange pill, I guess, right? Like, um, you know, Saifedean writes books, and he wrote a really great book, right? A Bitcoin Standard. Um, so I don't write books, right? But I make films. So it's it, just like his. It was his stab at an orange pill, or getting someone to fall down the rabbit hole, essentially, right? Um, yeah. This will be mine, and um, the cool thing about film is that you can get a lot of information in a short period of time right and if you ask someone to read a book it's much more effort than asking someone to watch a film so what i want to do is create a tool for bitcoiners really 
to give to somebody or tell them, hey, okay, you know, you're interested in Bitcoin. You know, first watch this thing and then come talk to me and then read this Bitcoin standard book, basically, you know. Um, but the goal really is then to have it, you know, picked up by a big platform like Netflix or HBO or something that can help distribute it, you know. Um, for sure. You know, I, I am raising funds for it. So, you know, for my investors, the, the, good, the good thing is like these things go hand in hand, right? If I can get it on Netflix, the most people will see it. And also, you know, it would generate the most revenue for like the people that are investing in my film. So, um, so yeah, so um, yeah, if you watch Comeback Country and you watch some of the interviews on my Twitter, you know, I think you'll agree that my quality is like, you can see, you can imagine it on Netflix. So I think I can get it there if, if I get the story right. Um, and so really what it's going to cover is, you know, um, inflation, corruption, you know, history of like financial collapses from ancient to like, you know, most recent. Um, and then Bitcoin, like the bad things they've heard and people who it's helping, right? Um, and then just looking at the future, like what's the future going to be? And so, um, so those are going to be the main pillars of the film. And so part of that will be, you know, interviewing people around the world, um, you know, in places where uh, inflation's crazy, right? Uh, like Lebanon, uh, Argentina. I haven't set the exact countries yet. Um, but yeah, I'll be showing all the different flavors of inflation and people telling, you know, stories about what it's like to live through that, right? People in the U.S. and, um, and a lot of countries don't understand how bad it is. It's going to get, I was going to say it can get, but the, the reality is it's going to get, um, right. And, and, and that leads into, um, you know, history, like it's gonna happen here because it always happens and it always has happened and it's already happened it to the dollar does. a couple of times. If you think it's not going to happen to the dollar, it's already happened. Do you know what it looked like? It was awful. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, and so then you hit them with the Bitcoin. Right. So it's like a black pill, orange pill, because I, I, I can't imagine learning about all of the bullshit of money and not having Bitcoin. It would just be depressing. Like, why would I even want to bring, you know, uh, like children? Into this <laughs> it, world? it would be depressing. Right. It, it would. It'd be like you would know that every generation would get closer to like a depression type event or just have more and more inflation and spend more of their time working just to survive like basically like slavery you know so thank god mm -hmm. there was another boat or another rock for me to go and be like oh whew, at least there's this thing here you know um but a lot of people don't know that even like the gold bugs who aren't sold on bitcoin it's like bro you must know that gold it didn't work <laughs> it doesn't work man um so so yeah so um lead them into that hole right put in there and you know, the goal is to try to make it relatable to as many people as possible, you know? So it's really going to start with like, we have basic human goals, you know, we, we all just want to be healthy. We want to have a house and we want to raise a family. Like th that's basic, like, you know, um, and we can't, and it's so hard. And so many people can relate with that in the West now. And, um, and the, sure. the stories are way crazier in other countries. You know, you think, Oh, you think, you think you got it bad. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I want to do that in a way where everybody can relate to that. It'll be in multiple countries. So hopefully like a global audience, you know, anyone anywhere watching can see somebody that they can kind of more relate with. Um, 
and then yeah put them through the bitcoin stuff right like what it looks like to 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 receive it to send it to cold store it to restore it like what it looks like to hold the records to compete to process transactions like make it real for them and then of course cover all the bullshit that they've heard right like especially energy you know like i want to show some people capping flares you know um and uh and other things like using the heat for growing uh vegetables and stuff like and people who like need energy like bro these people are dying because they don't have energy like you know so um yeah it's a lot to cover but in 60 or 90 minutes i think i can smash it all in and i think if you look at comeback country and you you know basically smash like 50 years 60 years of el salvador kind of into 10 minutes um yeah, I think I can get it all in, dude. So like 60 or 90 minutes, someone can absorb a ton of information, get black pilled, get orange pilled, and then fall down the fucking hole. So that's the plan. That's that's a great idea. Honestly, I really like the focus on the problem first, you know, getting someone and, and really from a basic perspective, like you say, we all want a house, you know, we all want food. Nothing too, too fancy and complex because... All the Bitcoin documentaries I've, I've seen always start with like, okay, let's talk about the cypherpunks, you know, very unrelatable to most people. Let's talk about, and, and, and it goes from a very tech perspective rather than the problem. What is the problem? What is the problem that billions of people are facing? And uh, look at it from different angles. That's, that's great. And then Bitcoin, right? Um, that's mm -hmm. that's awesome. Honestly, yeah, I start with the goal. I would just what is the goal? Exactly. What do we want? Like, what is like the common denominator? What's the baseline? Don't ask for anything else. Like, you know, uh, hobbies or no, no. Let's just the basics. You know, and uh, yeah, goal, the problem that's in the way, the solution, and what the future can look like. And that's basically the 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 you know, how any story is built. So yeah, exactly. cool man. I'm glad you 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 see it and you like I'm, it. And I'm totally, I totally like it. So every, anyone can go to 21fs.tv, and on there you'll find a link to Gazer.fund, uh, and you can donate to this project, and you can get a sick uh, cap too, right? Uh, yeah, those are I'm, all. Those, those are right? out now. So that I stopped doing, I stopped selling the caps at the end uh, of okay. February for like, or March or for scarcity, uh, well, February, February. Um, so I think we're, I'm dude, I'm waiting for the hats to be in stock. Um, but I think we're, we got like 30, 30, you know, we're making like 30 of them. So that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so okay. you can, you can go there and you can learn more about the film and also like, uh, yeah, if you want to donate, you know, some sats, send me some sats, you can do it on geyser there. And then like, um, 21 FS is 21 feathered serpents. Feathered Serpent was like an Aztec god, Quetzalcoatl, or like the plumed serpent is another way of saying it. But there, he was known to be like a bringer of peace and civilization. And uh, many other cultures speak of a similar person. They have like, there's like 12 or 13 or 14 different names from different cultures um, for the same kind of person. So um, I really buy into Graham Hancock's theory of like um, uh, an impact. And there was an advanced civilization, you know, before um, the Younger Dryas and that they mostly got wiped out and some people survived and they kind of spread out around the world and they went to different hunter gatherers and different civilizations and they, they pushed along civilization. Um, and I think that's who the feathered serpents were. And the way I see it now is, you know, they came and taught them how to farm and how to hunt and like, you know, basic, even more basic than money. But 
now what the world needs is money. And so um, me and 20 other investors is the idea, right? Uh, each investor uh, puts in 25,000 bucks. So it's a half a million dollar budget. So me and the 20 investors are the 21 feathered serpents. And um, so, yeah, so if, if you're somebody who actually has means, you know, or you, you, that's interesting to you and you have the ability to do that, you know, um, then you can reach out to and you can be one of the 21 feathered serpents. I got eight so yeah, far. Adam Back was the first. That's pretty cool. I am. Well, you already got eight. That's, that's great. Uh, that's, yeah, well, anyone listening, I think this is worth exploring. Uh, definitely check out the 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 Bitcoin Shooters movie as well, film so project so far, film so far uh, of ten minutes on a Salvador. You'll see the great style he has, and uh, you can think about uh, donating or collaborating on this project. Uh, one thing I just wanted to mention very quickly is uh, I, I lately I really like the African angle when it comes to Bitcoin. Uh, so just a thought, you know, uh, of Africa. And I know you mentioned like you had mentioned hyper hyperinflation countries like Argentina, mm-hmm. uh, but I think like countries in Africa have like a, not the hyperinflation but the currency control, which is another issue that Bitcoin solves uh, that is really interesting and it's really growing fast right now. Uh, and, and like myself, that's what interests me the most, you know, the African uh, the currency controls and the hyperinflation, less the number go up uh, in the u.s you know like because it's 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 like it's good if you get everything if like you study bitcoin you study money you you're gonna buy sets in the u.s right but for it to be relatable to any human being you gotta start at a real problem uh, a real situation where it actually solves a problem and then it's like okay well it's just logical yeah no definitely um africa is on the list for that reason and also, like, uh, to cover the FUD of the government's going to ban it. Uh, Nigeria is a really good case study. And so it'd be nice to hear right. pe- from people directly there about what it was like and, like, you know, um, and actually speak about experiencing that and the, and the, and the breakthrough. So, um, yeah, um, I, I totally agree with you. And, yes, uh, what it's going to be is it's going to show all these different use, the use cases of Bitcoin being put into action. And the goal is, again, anybody in any country that's facing any one of or all of these problems should be able to look at that and go, oh, shit, that's my problem. And he had the same problem. And now he's doing it like this. And this is what it looks like him actually using Bitcoin. You know, Um, I could do that, too. Um, So, yeah, yeah, it's... um, yeah, it's exciting, man. I'm excited for it. Again, I feel like the universe yeah, is sure. lining up, dude. It's putting me here, man. And uh, and uh, yeah, like, man, I couldn't be happier. It's so cool. That's great. Yeah, it it really feels, your story really sounds like it just, it all went as it should have been, you know. So And, and that's awesome. So, uh, and do you have any, like, uh, idea of, like, when are you going to do this? Or, like, what's, like, the roadmap? I know it's it's probably... Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of laid clear, out. But... Um, so uh, production will start like in um, in May. Maybe a little bit of filming will happen at Bitcoin 2023. Uh, maybe some plebs talking about like getting wrecked or, you know, um, like how, how Bitcoin kind of changed their life. Um, but like definitely we're going to have people talking about getting wrecked, you know, so people learn not to get wrecked. 
Um, uh, Rick, like, uh, like training, trading or, or, or not, you know, uh, not taking self custody or borrowing oh. or, you know what I mean? Like you can get wrecked a bunch of different ways. So it'd be nice to hear from you. For sure. Um, and so, okay, okay. so, and, and then, yeah, so it'll start in, in May production and, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping to pick up all the footage and interviews and everything I need by the end of the year, uh, this year. And then, you know, be able to edit it. Um, and, you know, when I was doing the El Salvador film, I was doing it on top of like a, you know, 60 hour a week work schedule already. So this will be nice because, you know, not only when it comes to filming it, but when it comes to editing it too, it's like full time, you know, I'm going to have all that time carved out. So I'm hoping that it will be done by uh, the having. And then in terms of release, I'll see if it makes sense to release it as soon as it's done or or if, or if timing would be better you know um wait for something to kind of go with it to lift it up um and so yeah but around um this time next year basically is when i hope to have it done damn that's uh that's pretty soon actually it's uh it's a lot of work i can i, I have no idea how like the work happens in a film production but i, I imagine it's just a lot of work so but it's better to, to be busy on a yeah. project that yeah. is so important. And once you frame it and you kind of know what the story is going to be and where you're going to go and what you need to pick up, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it, it gets a little less crazy. But definitely as you're going along, I can imagine as I'm going along, things will change. I'll hear stories that I'm not expecting to hear or something, you know. Um, so who knows, right. maybe it'll be a film, maybe it'll be like a mini series. I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm going to get, but it's going to be nuts, man. Like it's going to be nuts, dude. It's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be so cool, dude. I can imagine. Okay. Um, well, I'm interested in following your, your move too. So, because I can imagine you're going to travel to a, to a couple places. Mm -hmm. I'm interested maybe like you go to Argentina and I, I can come and check out what you're doing there. Like, I'm just interested in yeah. this project. Yeah, I'll let you know. And if you want to, you know, whatever, you want to tag along, that'd be cool. Awesome. Okay, well, I just want to, maybe you can talk to us a bit about how you perceive film as a communication method. Uh, you got a little video on that on your website too, and how you think it could also just be so impactful for Bitcoin. Uh, so maybe just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned before, uh, film communicates the most information. So I think like 90 or 95% of the information your brain receives is visual. It's through your eyes. And then you have, you know, your ears and then you have the other senses that do a little bit too. Um, and so, yeah, film just gives you the opportunity to convey the most information in the shortest period of time. Like I said before, right? It's how big is your ask and how big is the reward, you know? Um, and so with a film, super easy ask. Um, and you can get a lot of information on there. Um, and then, of course, like um, storytelling, you know, you can you, storytelling is in books. It's in it's in everything, really. But um, to get like visuals, you know, uh, of somebody like and also like faces, uh, our expressions on our faces, they convey a lot of information. Um, so yeah, film just is, is a way to really reach people and to give them information in a way that's easy for them. Like if not even enjoyable for them, um, 
and and again i i really think that you know uh, with bitcoin you fall down the rabbit hole once you kind of see the outline of the puzzle um you know you it's you don't see all the details but you start to go oh man i really see how money that can be inflated really is messing everything up and i really see how no one can stop sure. bitcoin you know you see the outside and then you start to fill in like the having and all these other things that happen you know um and, and um and so yeah i i think that it's the perfect way to put it all and you put it all into one bite size too right like sometimes if you're digesting content on different topics like by the time you're on the last topic you don't maybe necessarily remember the first and so you have to re-listen to things a few times before they click but you can just smash it all in right there um so yeah i really think like you know film has the like think about tiger king dude nobody knew who that dude was right and then the like in one day everybody is talking about it everybody yeah. knows what's going on and so that's the kind of power it has like obviously he's a phenomenon um but i think the timing is right for a film that tackles inflation using simple terms not financial bullshit mumbo jumbo like just simple things where people that are asking themselves like why is everything getting more expensive you know what is going to happen next and what can i do about it um i think people are asking themselves that more and more and i think that's just going to grow and grow and you know if the next time bitcoin rips and it's like a 200 grand or something stupid and the whole world is going oh my god oh my god oh my god i think netflix is going to want to buy this fucking film you know um yeah so why not? so i really think if if things line up like that like they have been it really could be a global a global thing in my opinion like you know um i don't mean to have any ego whatsoever but i really believe in my my medium you know and i believe in my ability and i think that this this really can change the world like i can really change change the world um, so that's the, that's the goal, dude. That's what I'm setting out to do. And, uh, I've been hitting my fucking goals so far, dude. And I'm going to nail this one. Awesome, man. I really like the ambition, the determination. You, you clearly are, you believe in this and, uh, and makes others believe in, in it too, you know? Um, that's, that's cool. Well, I think it, it makes sense because, well, first of all, timing, like 2024, like 2020 would have been too early, you know, like COVID hadn't happened yet. Like, These, these things hadn't gone mainstream yet. Inflation wasn't a problem. 2024, like, it's already clear and some, so a couple more things are going to happen, you know. And it matches with the halving, so, like, probably the beginning. Or, like, a new bull run. Netflix has, already has, like, a series of, uh, like, what is, and I think one episode is, like, what is Bitcoin? So, like, they obviously already have an interest towards this type of content. Uh, and it's, if it's super well produced, of course, right? Yeah. And so, if yeah, it's relatable, it all lines up and it all makes sense. Right, yeah, if it's relatable. And it will be relatable because it's going to be about, hey, we can't fucking buy a house. And, you know, we're we're yeah, exactly. scared about starting a fucking family, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so yeah. Yeah, man, I'm excited for it. Yeah, so thank you. Um, yeah, and... Go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I think your style also matches, like, is, is non-partisan and, like, it, it, it's... 
it's pretty balanced the view so that it can appear in in a medium like netflix you know that that like sometimes bitcoiners make like or get too political you know <laughs> and like they, they would never get on netflix because of that uh but i think what you've done uh, so far from what i see is is uh, is the type of content that can uh appear on multiple mediums that are more balanced or even to to just like you, you know what i mean like yeah even more more mainstream let's say yeah absolutely and i mean that that's the goal right i mean you want you want to expose people to bitcoin you know um because it's going to make the world a better place and um yeah you know um we'll see how it goes one of the other major components to getting the attention of a major platform is like having big faces you know known faces it gives them a easier ability sure. to um to promote the the film and so i think once i start getting the stories from regular people about inflation and censorship and energy and all these different things and being able to show that to potential interviewees you know hey this is what i'm putting together my goal is to get it on netflix i want to talk to you about this you know, uh, take a look at what I've done so far. Are you interested? I think I'm going to have a higher success rate um, if they can really see what's what's getting put together. So that'll, that'll be the final piece is really getting some big marketable faces for some of the different, you know, things I want to talk about. Um, so yeah, balanced and faces should be guaranteed. Do you have any names on mind that you want to share? I don't know yet, you know, because again, it's a black pill and it's an orange pill. And my, in, my, I, my inclining is to lean in, lean into the black pill for the topic. I mean, for the title, you know, for El Salvador is the other way, comeback country. I guess it's kind of both, you know, but it's more, I guess, optimistic. It's a comeback. Right. But, yeah. um, I don't want to give away the Bitcoin thing at all. You know, um, I don't want it to be a part of the title. I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be it's not a Bitcoin film, you know, it's a film about inflation and cost of living and censorship and, you know, happiness, liberty, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the basic shit. Um, For sure. And it just so happens that... Which makes it more relatable. Exactly, that this is the solution. Because people have preconceived notions about Bitcoin too, right? If they hear Bitcoin, immediately they're like, no, nah, I'm not interested. It's boiling the, the ocean. It does not matter. Like, you know, you guys are just investing in it and trying to make a bunch of money and it's boiling the ocean, you know? So, no, no, don't do that. Pull them in nice and easy, you know, make them, make them feel bad. It's all, there's no hope. This happens to every money. <laughs> We're all fucked. Wait a second, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be good. Interesting. Um, do you have any, like, did anybody inspire you to do this? Well, let's, like, I mean, like, Max Orange Pilled you, but, I mean, do you have any, like, uh, inspirations from other filmmakers uh, or just other, are you other people doing this in the Bitcoin world or just in the in the mainstream world, maybe filmmakers that, that you feel like were an influence to your style? Oh, man. I mean, I love film. I love film so much. I watch, you know, I watch almost every film. Um, so many great people, right? Like Tarantino's good. Martin Scorsese's good. Spielberg's yeah. all obviously great. Like Quentin Tarantino. I like Quentin Tarantino's writing, his dialogue. You know, it's like natural. Um, and that's how I kind of like to write my own stuff, too. Um, but like, you know, I, I think because I always made short films for businesses, I always had a song too. Like, it's almost like I've been making music videos for 15 years, you know, um, with messaging though. Right. Like, and so 
I think my style is very much built around music. And um, so, I mean, I take inspiration from, from, from everything, you know, and I don't even know what I take inspiration from any, anymore, you know, I'm just kind of like blended it all together. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know what my style is, but after a while you start to see it, like, you know, you'll see something and you'll think, okay, I think that's shooter, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I guess uh, it will uh, materialize with time, you know, with the next project, it will just yeah. become clear how to describe it. Yeah. I mean, one thing is like, I definitely like to capture a lot of stuff and, um, and then cut away from that, you know? Um, so that's one thing is like, I know if I get, I always have more than I need. And so it either means I'm going to make something so tight and beautiful or I'm going to be able to pull it out if I need to pull it out and let it like breathe for a little bit. So yeah, that's why I know like with the El Salvador film, it's just a few interviews that I had done and I use so little of those interviews to keep it within 10 minutes, right? Like you, there's the full five minute interview, not the full, but a longer five minute interview with um, one of the women that I had interviewed talking more, like way more detail. Like if you just watched Comeback Country, you would have no idea the level of shit that she has gone through. And so um like imagine that times 30, you know, people in all different kinds of countries talking about inflation and censorship and getting around it and having hope and again, you know, like I'm going to have so much to work with. I don't even know exactly what it's going to look like yet. Um, but I know that I'm going to have so much that it's going to be like, man, it's going to be so polished. Like it's going to be so just perfect, man. So anyway, I don't, I don't remember what the question was. That's, uh, I, know, uh, I don't remember either. It's okay. I, th I think you answered it. Uh, well, I, well, my question was that, like, if you got anyone like to inf that influence, yeah, that, everyone, man, or, like uh, inspiration, everyone. The, uh, it makes me think about uh, uh, Mr. Beast. Like, he makes videos. Like, like this guy stayed in this house for like a hundred days. I paid him to stay in this house for a hundred days, and like, so he has a hundred days worth of content. Like in like from 15 cameras. So like he has 15 times a hundred days of content, but makes a 10 minute video. And what you watch is the 10 minute result, but they have to go through like hundreds of hours of content, like hundreds of days of content. It's crazy, you know? And, but, but I guess that's what like good films are about, you know, just taking a lot of content and just reducing it yep. and keeping the message uh, the most clear. Yeah, it's like a sculpture. Yeah, exactly. And it makes it easier because really the messaging is the backbone, right? So when you interview people and so, you know, you can have interviews transcribed, right? So then you have it in text form. You can search for different like words or sent. Oh, I remember this person talked about this and then you can kind of search to where it is and hear it more clearly. And eventually you kind of then have like a visual script, you know, the words that are going to be said in your film and then, you know, the visuals that are going to go with it. So, um, yep. All right. Interesting. That's awesome. Uh, okay, well, before we end, maybe talk to us. You have another project, <laughs> yeah. uh, probably not as important, but but still, I, I think Twenty One FS is is your is going to be like your magnum opus. Uh, but talk to us about MatchMyStacks.com. Yeah. Uh, how you got the idea? What it is? So MatchMyStacks.com. The idea is um, to pair students 
who are in, who want to save in Bitcoin with donors who want to match the student's savings, like up to like 10 bucks a month, basically, right? Because, you know, 10 bucks in other countries is different than 10 bucks in, in your country, perhaps. So um, um, I got the idea a while ago and I never really did anything with it. But um, the cool thing about Bitcoin, right, is um, when, when you have a wallet, you have you have an XPUB, right? You have a private key, you have a public key. Whoever has the public key can see all of the accounts, all of the addresses, all of the activity that happens within that wallet. So there's, there's like, usually you don't want to share that with anybody because why would you want anybody to know all of that? But in this program in particular, Great. it gives the donor the confidence that the student is saving the money, right? It's like for sure they're not right. spending it. And they're down. More people are more are down to match someone's savings if they know for sure they're gonna uh, actually save for it. And so that's how the program is designed. The students uh, know that if they with, withdraw any money from their wallet, the the program ends and they can no longer be matched with another donor. Um, or maybe that will change in the future. But you know, like this is this you know, there's consequences. You know, if you want to keep saving, you know, and have it matched, then you got to keep stacking. Um, so, so yeah, right. so as of right now, there's only three students that are being matched. We were kind of just doing it a little bit slowly, actually two students from me, premier Bitcoin and one business owner in the Philippines that I got connected with through, um, the guys down there at, um, I forget the name of the, um, the group down there, but they're in the, the islands of Boracay or something like that. Anyway, uh, she was accepting payments okay. in Bitcoin, but she was converting it to fiat basically always. And so um, this got her to download Blue Wallet, write down her seed, her seed words, you know, um, deposit in there to save it. I matched it. And then she, you know, um, uh, copied her XPUB, deleted the Blue Wallet so it's not spendable anymore and imported the XPUB so she can still see her stack and send to her stack. And she understands that, hey, I can see it but I can't spend it. And so it's cool. Like we got somebody cold storing for the first time because I was going to give her 10 bucks a month. You know what I mean? Like fucking totally worth it. Right. So um, now me, Premier Bitcoin, we're scheduling a call in the near future to talk about um, uh, scaling it up. So, um, you know, I have 13 people already that want to match a student. And so um, I think I see it like a lightning channel, right? Like Probably there'll be times where I have a lot of students who are looking for donors and then we'll kind of get there and then we'll have donors that are looking for students. And I think it'll kind of always give the project a reason to get out there. Like, hey, we got 10 students looking for, you know, or vice versa. Um, so I'm right. not spending a bunch of time doing it. I'm kind of just letting it develop as it goes. And actually, some people told me that they're doing it on their own, like with their kid or like with somebody they met in another country, like. Oh, thanks for the idea. You know, I, I'm doing it just on my own with somebody else. I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. Right. Right. Because anybody can do it. Bitcoin is just permissionless. So it, it gives the yeah, idea. Yeah. And I don't give a shit, right? Like, I don't need any like recognition or I don't, I don't care. Like, I just, yeah, more people are saving Bitcoin. Fucking great, dude. That's awesome. Exactly. And just better for the world, better for everyone. That's that's cool. So now you have more people that want to, uh, like, uh, let's call it like invest, but not invest, like uh, pay the, the savings yeah. of uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's people. match my stacks, match, right? right? So the students are stacking and they're matching. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
Right, right. So you got more people that want to match than uh, students, but that's probably going to catch up with uh, your you're working with uh, me pretty much big right. uh, yeah. and right. Interesting. Cool. Matchmystacks.com. Everyone go there, learn more about matching the savings of a student, uh, probably in the third world. I imagine El Salvador, Philippines, you, you mentioned not, it's not going to be a Canadian. Right. Student, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only element of trust in the program is really the, like, so the students are coming from El Salvador, from me, Premier Bitcoin for now. And then, of course, I'm open to other, you know, organizations that will come in. But there will be that trust. We are trusting the person at me, Premier Bitcoin, you know, is having a student actually send us the XPUB. And he's right. not just fucking, you know. But um, if if they were actually doing that, if someone was doing some shady shit, it'd probably be a cheap way to uh, discover somebody who's fucking shady. But anyway, I, I don't think anyone's that stupid. So yeah, that's the only trust involved. I don't think so. That's <laughs> free money. Like, why would yeah. you ruin yeah. this? Uh, and in the future, there are some Bitcoin tech that could allow you to like make like send your private key in a way that you can prove that you don't have it. Like, it's state chains and like space chains are technologies that would have no blockchain trace. So like a, a, someone could think that someone's saving, but they're actually spending their Bitcoin. Uh, but this is very yeah, far yeah. away <laughs> uh, and it's, it's not <laughs> nowhere close. But just I just wanted to share that, that yeah. it might one day not be a foolproof solution. Right. That just checking the yeah, expo yeah. would work. Yeah, but even now, you know, people were talking close. about like, oh, yeah, they were kind of concerned about the XPUB and the privacy. And maybe you can build something on Lightning. I'm like. I'm not building shit, man. Like, I don't know how to do that shit. Like, no one's going <laughs> to give me money to fucking build this thing. It's not that bad. The privacy concern, like, if they're stopped using the program, they just move it to a new wallet, and then I can't track what's happening. You know, I can't see the rest of their shit there. So, yeah, this right. is good enough as it is for now. And, yeah, probably by that time in the future, maybe we won't need to incentivize people to save. They'll just, I mean, it'll be the only option they have. You know, inflation is just going to get worse, man. Like, that's what happens. Right, exactly. Awesome. That's uh, that's really cool. Okay. Uh, well, I think uh, that's pretty much all. Uh, unless you wanted to share anything else, but I'm just gonna tell the listeners to, to follow you on Twitter, Bitcoin Shooter. Very exciting stuff. Uh, I see you. You you do release content uh, from time to time, right? Like video segments that you had previously. Uh, like that were extra from like a, the previous project. You do release content is that gonna should people expect that probably like, not for now i mean um i was doing it before but to be honest with you it kind of like i treated it like any other business activity I, it was like a plan i had edited a bunch of pieces of content when i was announcing the film and raising funds for it and uh right. so you know i kind of start to build some momentum and then announce the film and then kept uh reminding or you know just showing up you know what i mean um and so it's, it was more to get attention, you know, and awareness of what I was doing so that I can raise investment sure. and, and and to make sure that there was enough people out there that were going to help me before I decided to like fucking carve out a year and, um, you know, and, and really start to write and to plan and everything like that. So, um, so yeah, so n no, probably won't be putting too much stuff out unless like I get in a rut 
and like you know i kind of like i'm at a at a standstill with writing or working and i and that's what i need sometimes i'll wake up and i'll be like man i just want to like oh, i remember this thing a while ago and i, I just want to edit it this morning it'll take me like 45 minutes i'll just chop it up real quick and i'll put it out so right. maybe something like that but other than that now i'll just be I'll just be focusing on my body and staying healthy and planning this film and just um, talking to people. I got, you know, I, there's so much I have to do, man. Like, like the, you know, you got to have resources on the ground, you know, translators in different places. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll mostly be doing that. Focus on the That's mission. That's right, man. That's right. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Bitcoin Shooter for coming on the podcast. Everyone go check, go follow him on Twitter. Go check out his website, BitcoinShooter.com. From there, you can find the other links to the other websites, but it's 21FS.TV and MatchMyStacks.com. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot. This was very fun. I'm very looking forward to seeing uh, the results of this project. Yeah, man. Me too. Me too, dude. All right. Thanks again. It was a lot of fun, man. All right. Awesome.